It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Hello and welcome to They Came to Play, the podcast where Danny McGinley and I get out a fine tooth comb and rake through the weekend's action from the AFL uh, and some other things happen as well. We get distracted quite easily. As you may have noticed in last week's pod, uh, with Damien Cullen, but I'm very <laughs> excited to announce that it's the original cast back together again. Yes, we are the Blues Brothers, and we've got the band back together. Tess Armstrong, hello. Hey. Hi, guys. It's actually really hard to follow Damien Cullen because I was like, oh, my opossum material is at an all-time low. Like, I don't have enough knowing not. He's a very funny yeah. man, uh, but it is good to be here. And I was doing that thing where I was walking around and I had... um. Like uh, headphones, but that you couldn't see the cord, and I was laughing quite a lot in the street. And I was like, oh, I look like one of those people that people are concerned about. <laughs> when mm-hmm. walking around, going, ah, it was very. Good. The police didn't pull up. The police didn't pull up next to you and say, "Are you okay, ma'am?" Uh, yeah, that's right. If it was, "Are you okay, day?" They may have done that, but mm, tragically. I've no doubt you were probably wearing your Richmond scarf or badge or something, and they they probably just went, "Ah, oh, she's listening to an old grand final." <laughs> the commentary yeah. from last year. Ooh. Yeah. Well, and actually, let's get this out of the way early, Danny. I reckon Tess Richmond is still flag favourites. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't think- agree more. Yep, it's definitely well, definitely 2022 and 2023 Richmond flag favourites. Yeah, but I even think 2021, I think it's yours to lose this year. <laughs> it definitely is. And you know, with the COVID situation, the season could get called off, in which case they would just make us premiers two years in a row, I assume. We'd be still oh, raining. Oh. Could you imagine? Well, that'd be a three-peat for you. That'd be our three-peat. And what a oh. what a beautiful, historic three-peat. It'd be glorious. Yeah, it would, you know, it would, it's an asterisk premiership to go with your other three. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gracious me. <laughs> oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Uh, Tess, how did you cope with the, your early exit from the season? A slow death. And so it was yeah. fine. I mean, I grieved the season very early. And uh, as you know, I... <laughs> but mind you, you do that every year, Tess. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. final day, I'd grieved already. So um, I was... I found it quite easy to deal with. Also, like, people I talk about all the time, but we were losers for such a long time. Like, I'm used to losing. Just the grand finals were glorious, a blip. (laughs) Now we're back to our normal state of being. (laughs) And I feel like we had some bright spots towards the end of the year, but I didn't want to play finals and be terrible because we weren't very good towards the end of the year and everyone was still injured and off. And I just thought, no, this isn't right. I'd rather not be there, come back next year with our, you know, delightful Van Soldo, and away we go. Yeah. Van Soldo, the difference. You guys were travelling so badly that you drew with Hawthorne. I mean, was that, <laughs> that deliberate How to truly cost us draft picks? Extraordinary. Like, you couldn't make that up with Sean Burgoyne. I loved that as well because I didn't feel like 
we were losing for most of the time. So I was like, oh, I, can't, I, don't, I still don't want to lose to Hawthorne. Like it's in my blood that I don't want to lose to Hawthorne. And so, yeah. to, but I also didn't want to win because I felt like it was cruel to Clarko and Sean Burgoyne. And so it was the perfect result. Perfect it result. It worked mm. really well. But I just am thrilled not to be there. And I'm also thrilled because I'm happy most, in most part, for any of the teams to, to win. I feel like mm. I'm behind yeah. Port and our second team, Brisbane. Um, but I'm just kind of relieved. It's a relief. I've been carrying I'm, the burden of it being a good team for quite some time and I've not dealt well with it, so it's good. It is uh, it's it is a real shame that you did draw with Hawthorne because if you'd got up, even by one point, uh, you would have finished ninth. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. well, what a joy no. that would have been. When and then Hawthorne would have dropped down, Limo, you would have got a better draft yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah I really would have been happy. Yeah. Tess, you just ruined the whole league. Oh. <laughs> well, it's all we can do. If you can't be a, you can't be a king, be a playmaker. And we were yeah. a playmaker, so that was something. Yes. Ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> um, uh, so so Sydney Stack towards the end of the year. Is this the Richmond podcast now? So I can just uh, talk about yeah. go through the list, give them a great. We'll let you do a little bit of catching up. So, sure, yes, Sydney Stack was great. Sydney Stack made a return and that was really great to see. And Liam Baker was glorious as all. Dylan Grimes, my favourite, he's just, you know, in Dylan Grimes We Trust, won the best and fairest. And whenever a defender wins the best and fairest, you know, it's like been a weird year, but also um, glorious because he deserves it. He was always kind of the understudy, you know, that skews the baby. Mm. Um, he, he agrees with me a <laughs> baby lot. sounds like a budgerigar, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Jack Rewell, amazing again. Always keeps, always up there in the Coleman, which is kind of weird and complicated because I feel like Tom Lynch should, should be better by now. because Just a better human, Jack's probably. Kind of finish that's, up and that's, what, that's what Tom Lynch should be, a better human. He's got a Groodle and he looks like him. If you've got a Groodle, you must be a lovely person. That's What's a Groodle? A golden retriever poodle. They're beautiful. Anyway, and they're, they're a very they're a very popular dog these days. They're very and they dog. and they get very shaggy. You got to trim them as well. Yeah. So he didn't get a rescue dog. He right. Okay. Yeah. No. This this is on brand for him. Yep. Uh, mm. Anywho, and also Jack Graham. I mean, I've got to talk to Lima about this, like maybe in a personal phone call because it may be boring content. But lots of people will be going through a period of time where their captain might be coming to the end of their career, and you don't have. Yeah an obvious next captain. Now, what yes. Richmond did in the first place was make Trent Cochin captain when he was probably a little bit too young to do that and he grew in yep. his role. So I feel like we should have, when, when Trent decides to hang them up, I feel like we should have an interim captain of some description in Dylan Grimes and then mm-hmm. give the captaincy to Jack Graham, but he's too young now to have the captaincy. But anyway, he had an amazing season as well and he's trying to grow into the role. But it just feels like a bit of an awkward time. Like we're a bit yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm hearing you see we're on our second interim captain. <laughs> we're Ben Stratton as an interim <laughs> captain. Now we've got Ben McAvoy as an interim captain. I'm I'm looking. I don't, but I still am not sure who our next long term mm. captain is. Exactly, and they don't like. Trent Cotchin, obviously, from an outsider, you don't necessarily know who the captain's materials are. I've always thought it was Nick Foston, but this year I just feel like he's. Change, man. Uh, no, Floston's cool. Well, I'm very test. Let's go through it. All of uh, has anyone got Lego hair that you could go? No. Has anyone no. got a a wife that is probably going to tear the club apart by fighting with everyone? Whatever. Whatever. I think Rest the obvious the obvious choice, and you've already brought his name up, is Sydney Stack. I mean, I think. <laughs> 
He is. Oh yeah. Is that that stripper kebab yeah. fight combo mm-hmm. is just that's leadership material. I right would there, genuinely so. love if Sydney's Jack turned it around, not only uh, for his own sake, but I have this excellent badge from League Tees, which is the stack hack, you know, and it's the Sydney stack. In yeah, yeah. Right. I, I feel like it's underused at the moment. It doesn't get to go as often as it should, and so I'd like to bring that back into rotation. Anyway, the season's over, Mad Monday. What did Damien say that the Tigers would be doing for Mad Monday? Um, anyway, I just feel like it's over, man. The, the, three <laughs> peeps, the, the dream's over, so we might as well go back to the floor. Hang on, am I hearing rebuild? No, is this I'm hearing rebuild? reshuffle, like Sydney did. <laughs> reshuffle, great. So it's not, it's not a renovation, and it's not a rebuild. No. It's a reshuffle. It's a reshuffle. Daniel Rioli's gone to half back in place of Basher. You know, you just shuffle, throw the dice, just zhuzh things around a little bit, and then <laughs> right. just see whether or not that works as a little reshuffle. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. I can see this like a. You know, uh, not the block, but Selling Houses Australia. You know, with Shana Blaze and the team, they go into a house and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a renovation, sometimes it's a reshuffle. And they're like, this chair, it's wrong over here, but it's so right over here. You know, it's like Dan Rioli. He just wasn't he's, working in the living room, yes. but he's working well in the good room. <laughs> in, in the good room where you've still got plastic on the couch. He is <laughs> Damien Hardwick is... His has he got issues given his new relationship? I the only thing I'll say, which I did say, I think at the start of the season, as my reason why I thought that yeah. we were not flag favourites. <laughs> so just rewind the tape, guys. I've been saying it yeah. all along. Was that it's not the relationship that's an issue. The issue is when you put yourself forward as a person and you get everybody in a room and you say, guys, we're going to be super authentic. You're all going to tell me something about you that makes you vulnerable. I'm going to tell you about me. I love my family. And then that's not who you are. Then that yes. sows the seeds of distrust. The baby agrees. He can't get enough of it. The baby's see, see angry at Dimmer, and I get it. See how Dimmer talks about how he loves his family, whereas Tess is happy to ignore her screaming child. <laughs> They're happy sounds. They're happy sounds. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm a bit in the only because I bet the, the way, final. I bet the baby, and we've gone terrible since he's been around. The same as Laddie was born <laughs> in the whole front of another since. So get ready for that. Oh yeah, if the baby screaming behind you. It would only be someone without kids that would say. Do you need to talk to that baby? Everyone <laughs> goes, yeah, ignore it. No, they're happy noises. Don't worry. Uh, so, Tess, you are looking at a short-term reshuffle, long-term reshuffle? Short-term reshuffle so that we're back short-term. either for finals next year or the year after. Now, are the rumours true? Is Dusty looking for a new club? No, Hang on. I'm just going to say I have not paid almost any attention to news or current affairs for the year, and so nothing makes sense to me, but I have... Is that a thing? Or are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I'm quite a gullible person generally. And then secondly, uh, because I've been out of the zeitgeist, stuff really passes you by. The only thing that didn't pass me by was Jaden yeah. Rubinson um, injuring himself doing it. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that now. Super funny. Anyone who bags out Jaden Stevenson for getting on his on his mountain bike trying to do a jump off the concrete steps is a bum. That's a, I was chatting to uh, Nick Cody, friend of the show, and he just summed it up perfectly. He went, "Yeah, man, Jaden's a gonna Jaden." 
<laughs> it's Jaden's argument, and Jaden. It's just so on brand. Like, oh, how did Jaden Stevenson, a young man, break his hip? Oh, he was drinking at home and he tried to show off a trick on his bike. It's just so funny. I mean, I hope he's yeah. well and recovering well in hospital. Uh, but yeah, it was highly amusing. It is amazing what your drunk brain tells you you can oh, do. Totally. Oh, yes. Capable of. Totally. And it's been so long since I've had that brain, but also so long since I've had a broken hip. So, you know, who's winning this scenario? Was he trying to do a backflip? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I want to know, but I don't know. We could just make something up. I mean, look, there's what are his so injuries, much. Danny, uh, injuries I lost you guys. He fractured oh, his hip. Oh, it's a fractured hip. Yeah, he broke his hip. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Well, it's like such I an old Danny, man injury. We've lost Danny, haven't we? Is Danny frozen? Oh, there he is. He's back. He's back. I'm back. Is Tess uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Tess is here. I can't see I Tess. I can't see Danny. I've got, but you're both still coming up on the. Uh... Nah. All right. I'm going to stop and do a new episode. This one's Can fun. I just refresh or something? What's well, now? Starting. Yeah, I'll I'll edit it together. All right, and I'll I'll edit. I'll get back to you. I'll send you check your emails. Talking about Jaden Stevenson. Yeah. So he's got a fractured hip, Jaden Stevenson. Uh, gee, this so this is stuffed his preseason basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which will in turn stuff half of next season. Has <laughs> he tried to jump a push bike in the backyard? But it would have been so cool if he yeah, did exactly. <laughs> See, Lima, you're not on TikTok. You don't know what it's like. I, I'm, I'm guessing that the crash video would be getting heaps more hits on TikTok. Oh, yeah, for 100%. Yeah. Is, it on, is it on TikTok? No, I don't know. It was. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe, the, yeah. maybe there's a secret link on the, on the dark net. If anyone has it, you know, footy just leaks this stuff all the time. Just uh, send it through. Send it through. Oh, oh, man, we would love to see it. I mean, all the best. Oh, to him, of course. Yeah, I was about to make a joke about Stuart Broad sharing a photo he shouldn't. But, hey, I've got – I want to give a shout-out to uh, – to. it was my birthday last week. It was all our birthdays. Happy yes, birthday happy to birthday. all my pop brother happy, and sister. Happy birthday, Tess. Happy birthday, Danny. <laughs> I got the best uh, – the best message I got was from Vicky – who is one of the nanas in uh, in the Bulldogs cheer squad, and uh, she's clearly got a bit of the Jaden Stevenson drinking at home with one of the other. I think one of the other nanas is her single bubble friend or something, because I could hear her the other nana, Nana Shazza, giggling in the background, and they record it. And she, it was her singing "Happy Birthday" to me, wearing only strategically placed bulldog scarves. Oh my goodness! That this sounds vaguely disturbing. <laughs> it's a very uh, if, generous if gift. I, I, I'm probably not selling it well, but it made me laugh <laughs> so hard, and I, I love it so much. And she says I can share it to socials. So if anyone wants it, I'll send it to them. But uh... Dave, want to put it on the Insta, Danny? Come on, <laughs> this game, Danny, should have already been right. out. Well, no, no, I wanted to. I wanted to see your reaction yesterday. for real. Yeah, it was my birthday yesterday, and I don't know where my message was. So, <laughs> I was going on. All right, Tess, I'll send you a happy birthday with me wearing only strategically placed tiger's towel scarves. <laughs> Sadly, I don't own any, so you're just going to get see all of my oh, glory. Oh no! Oh dear. That's a. I mean, missing out on finals is one thing, but seriously, <laughs> <laughs> just when you thought your year couldn't get any worse, <laughs> you get that birthday message. Um. 
Shall we uh, now? That's Jaden Stevens. Are there any other talking points before we go? Uh, yeah, I'm a bit uh, surprised. I mean, we should we talk about Brian Taylor attempting to do some uh, home plumbing? And <laughs> oh, uh, now, he got. Now, hang on. I read. I, I didn't read this story in depth, but judging by the headlines and judging yeah. by what was happening on social media, I thought I'm picturing Brian in seriously injured in emergency and out of yep. action for ages, yep. then he turns up in the commentary Friday night. Yeah, so I think it's fine that we can all make the joke of uh, the big man goes bang. <laughs> the big man goes bang. <laughs> uh, Sorry, but does he live, was that five kilometres away from where he lives? He lives in the country and he oh. commutes in to, to do right. it. Right, okay, stand down, yeah. stand down. So all, right. Right. All, right. all right, all above board explosion for the mystery yeah. location. <laughs> Yeah. The headline was like breaking. He's in hospital. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, and then he was just there on Friday night and there was no mention of it. And away we went. I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's like he's like the opposite of Robbo in that, you know, we know what happened. He went back to work. Robbo, it's still a bit mysterious mm-hmm. what happened. Actually, and he's still not at 360. Did, I didn't know that because you know how I haven't been in the world. I've been in my yeah. uh, another world. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, what's the conjecture? I'll have to get get on Big Footy forum later on and just find out what the people are saying. (laughs) Yeah. Well, someone there will know what's going on. (laughs) Someone there's Uh, got a friend who knows. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've got a mate who was in at Fox Footy (laughs) and he reckons he overheard a conversation between Jared Healy and a cameraman. Yep. 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 Sounds legit. I want to hear your rumour. I hear that that Robbo was trying to do a backflip on his BMX. (laughs) (laughs) I heard Robbo. Filming a a TikTok. (laughs) He was filming a TikTok. He was trying to do a backwards on his BMX uh, over a gas meter (laughs) (laughs) and he ended up exploding. And it's actually he he's actually fine. He just he knows that that is the greatest piece of footage ever made and he said to Fox Footy, "Screw you, I'm done. I'm retiring on this." And he's just going to release the footage mm. at the end of the footy season out of respect for his contract. Oh, mm. nice. I mm. like it. Nice. Get out the days and then bang, he's an influencer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robo the influencer. <laughs> he says he does have a big social media following, Robo. So yeah. maybe going to uh That's true. Some sort of influencing. <laughs> um, what about uh, so now that we know BT's okay? When the explosion happened, do you reckon he would have gone? Ouchie! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> we can only hope. When the anyway. video comes out on TikTok, I look forward to it. <laughs> Good to see that Brian's okay and. Uh, Back in the driver's seat for the finals. Uh, yes. So we saw him for the Port yes. Cats game. Hey, how's yes. that for a segue, yes. Lames? Yes, not very You nice. would have been – this must have been as good as Hawthorne winning the grand final for you, Lames. I was barracking for Port almost like they were Hawthorne. I was that <laughs> invested in this game. Uh, and it was just superb. I loved every minute of it. I mean, from a Hawthorne perspective, it was a great weekend. Geelong lost, Sydney lost, and Essendon lost. Yeah. That is that's win 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 for Hawthorne fans. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Right there. That's so your thank three you. Beat. That's your three beat of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. And then the other game was um uh Melbourne Brisbane. Melbourne and Brisbane. Uh, Melbourne, Brisbane, yeah. You know what? I would have liked Brisbane to Yeah. Oh jeez, we'll Lemo. When will when will something go right for you? 
<laughs> Your footy story uh, is just say, tragedy after tragedy. The Chris Fagan Grant virtual narrative is just really <laughs> working. It leaves on for Friday. I've got a stat that you're going to really love. Yes, please. Okay. Do you know that this is the fifth time in six years yeah. that Geelong have recorded their lowest score of the season in a final? Wow, man, that's such a good stat. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Wow. What is going on with them? And so it's a thing. I mean, the data is there. Yeah. It's, finals is it's a thing. It's a thing. Why? What happens in finals? Test? I think uh, maybe. Test for Geelong. What happens? I did, yeah, as a child, as a wee child. I'm actually going to send you guys some photos because we were digging through the um, the family pics and found these photos that there was a family day for Geelong Cats staff and children and whatever in the 90s and we all went to Cadinia Pool and um, it was amazing. And at the time it was a star-studded Geelong lineup. It was like Gary Ablett Senior and Paul Couch and, like, it was just amazing. And the two photos I got were with Michael Mansfield and Adam Hallahan. It was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like as a child, I still always just loved an underdog. So I'll send those photos through. We can use them for some. Right. But I was like, and I, I look like I'm idolizing. And I did idolize Adam Hallahan. I got my dad to, my dad got him to write me a birthday card one year and sign it. And it was just the most exciting thing that had ever happened. Anywho. Um, <laughs> and that's why Port Adelaide won. And that's why Port Adelaide won. That's where the finals issues come from. Uh, no, I do live in a half Geelong household and uh, things were very tense. <laughs> I said yeah. maybe we wouldn't go to sleep on Friday night, so it was actually quite great because the whole first quarter and a half I was out of action in a different room. And so then when I came back in, I could kind of judge the vibe, you know, how there's a vibe and aura in the room of, you know, and there, it was an aura of, it was loser. It was loser aura in the room. It was very, very tense. There was umpire chat. There was chat about everything. But I will say there is no better critic of Geelong than Geelong fans. And I think there's a weird conversation. A little bit later in the pod, we're going to talk about Toby Green and the conversation yeah. that happens on commentary versus the conversation that happens in lounge rooms. And I actually think the conversation about Geelong that happens in commentary is so different than the conversation that happens with Geelong fans. In commentary, they're like, Chris Scott's an amazing coach. They're so successful because they're always in finals, right? Fine. Yes, and you're right. I remember them. They specifically remember JB in the commentary talking about what a remarkable amazing. track record they've got. Right? Yeah. But if you haven't won a premiership in however long, 10 years longer, and you're yeah. always in finals but you always lose the finals, it's like cool that you're always in finals, but is that like proper success? Does that bring a lot of satisfaction to to your fans, and I'll say the fan in my household, not hugely satisfied. Um, and it never feels like, you know, he said, who's our young up-and-coming star? Who's our Rosies and our Dersmers and the people who are young at Geelong that you think, oh, my God, we're building our whole, yeah. you know, next history around those players. You don't see those players get a chance really to come through because there's a focus on we're almost there next year, so let's just top up with Sean Higgins, let's just top up with one person, and we're yeah. almost yeah. there. And they've been topping up now for six or seven years, but then last year I feel like it's a real, they threw a bomb in there by making it to the grand final because then do you bother? Destroy the narrative. Uh, or what do you do? I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. Like, is Salwood going to play on next year? I feel like if they won the flag this year, they still could. They, could, they still could. But if they did, I feel like he would be like, all right, my time's done. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, what are they going to do? Is Higgins going to play on next year? What are you going to do? 
No one's well, going to play on. They've got a collective age of over a billion, <laughs> as we say. They don't can't win a night game because it's past their bedtime. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I imagine it. I, my my neighbour Dave is a big Geelong fan, and so I, I asked you know, saw him the next day. I said, "Are you okay?" And he just went, "We're too old." Mm. We too. He said, "You kept whenever there was a long shot of the ground, you could just see very tired old men not manning up." Well, and also what you saw is. See, Travis Boak and Robbie Gray aren't exactly young either, but they look slick and clean mm. in amongst the. There was one point there where Robbie, uh, where Travis Boak picked up the ball like in heavy traffic and just walked in and out mm. of about three Geelong players. Got it to Robbie Gray, who walked in and out of about another three, and they're away. They just made Geelong look slow. Yeah, they did. And I, like I will say, Tom Stewart, an amazing player, all Australian backman. Not having him is it. Is an yeah. issue, um, but yeah. the back it was like they were cursed. I mean, maybe it's playing at Adelaide Oval or something like that. But it was Lock Anderson. He meant, like he's a pretty solid player. Like whether he's not the future of Geelong, but he's a solid backman. And he was just making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. That was kind of funny, but I wasn't allowed to laugh in my house. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he, he was trapped. He was- it was dropping chest marks. It was so funny. I was like, yeah. oh, no, this is terrible. It was like they were cursed. And so I don't know because yeah. they, you know, Geelong always do this. They will lose the first final. They will win the next final. I'm no doubt about it in my mind they will win the next final. And then they might get knocked out in the prelim what? and then they'll say, amazing, successful year for Geelong again and we're going to top up with some old Ma- folks from that aged care facility over there and away we go. <laughs> yes, next year it'll be, yeah. Sam Newman and Ian Nancurvis. <laughs> and the uh, corpse of Bob Davis. Yeah. Polly Farmer. Um, <laughs> you said there, were, there was talk of umpires in your house, Tess. Did your fella think the umpiring was biased towards port? No. He thought it was biased towards Geelong, which made Geelong. him even more mad because he said even when the umpires are making terrible calls, yeah. they can't take advantage, which is true. Like. The umpires had a shocking first half. Yeah. And I thought made at least three absolute stinkers that were in favour of of the cat. Limo, uh, you're going to get us I another swear. bad review. You Come on. I swear there were level ups in the second half. I swear it's true. <laughs> I know they deny it. Of course they do. But I swear they level up. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Lemo. There's always, there's always, I'm always nervous now if the dogs get a few easy furry kicks in the first half. So I go, oh, we're going to pay for that five it's, times yeah. over. Is that the yeah. latest QAnon kind of rumor that you all get emailed and you have to put it out there in the world? Like that the umpires level things up in the second half. That's the new thing that we're going to say is a conspiracy that we're going that, with. It's not new. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. Yeah, There's a pizza shop in Philadelphia where if you go and you say, I would like a double, they, that gets Hawthorne five free kicks in, in junk time. Yeah. It's run by Hillary Clinton. Yes. Yeah. I've always had it in the port. I've always said this. Um, yes. Anywho, port were great though. And, like, I feel they've, they're unfairly not talked about because no one well, knows anything about port. Like and, you know, what's interesting to me, Tess, is that I do breakfast radio in Adelaide mm-hmm. but uh, living in Melbourne, so I got both perspectives. People in Adelaide quite buoyant about Port yeah. going into the game. In Melbourne, all of the experts... Uh, 
yeah. uh, summoning demons. I, just, I, said, uh, I said experts and someone disagreed immediately. <laughs> All the experts in Melbourne were tipping Geelong. Yeah. All tipping Geelong, yeah. and not just by a bit. Some were tipping. Some were saying Geelong had win by six, seven goals. Yeah, best team, best team in the comp. I'm like, are they? It just feel like. It's actually something that I love and hate about the competition, but that every single year the conversation is exactly the same where people are like, nah, Geelong can't win it from here. Well, they can probably. Uh, Port can't win it. They're, I'm like, they can. You just you don't really know yeah. anything in, until and it's happening. The big difference this year for Port is that no buy from the minor round into the finals yes. means that they don't have that double disruption. They've got a week off now, which is great, Yes, and then they can just play again. Whereas I think that double week off was annoying. It, I mean, it's annoying for everyone. And Geelong also maybe like they usually are terrible after a bye and this time they, you know, rejuvenated themselves by being terrible without a bye. However, now they get to play every single week, in which case they never have another bye and maybe it will work out really well for them. Maybe they were just dis- discombobulated because ah. they were like we usually play badly after a bye and there's usually a bye here. So that's See? why they're playing terrible. Chris then, Scott is a good coach. Yes, boom. he's playing 40 the chess. They're going to win the flag here, oh, here first. Anyway, but even after Saturday night, like yeah. on Friday night, actually, and memories are so short. Friday night, they're like, oh, my God, Port, they're amazing. Saturday night, they're like, well, no one can beat Melbourne. I'm like, we just had the night before. It just happened. What are we doing? So, well, let's uh, – so Port looked very good on uh, Friday night. Happy with where they're at. They found, I feel like Port are finding form. Their trajectory is right yeah. for, for a premiership. They're heading in the right direction. They look like they've got a pretty fit list at the minute. Uh, so Port going all right. Geelong struggling, as we've discussed. Let's go to um, Saturday. Oh, Sydney GWS. What a game. What a game. And this, God, I enjoyed this. This yeah. was like a perfect game to me. Yeah. It had Sydney lost. That's one thing. <laughs> it was close. Yeah. Um, I kind of have been vaguely cheering for GWS for years now, so it was nice to see them win a final, <laughs> another final. And Toby Green, uh, hip and shoulder and umpire. I mean, this just had yeah. everything. And Man, this is goals. This is actually genius uh, by GWS and Toby Green because now I can't. I'm okay if GWS win a flag because Toby Green won't be part of the side. <laughs> I'm happy then for Leon Cameron, Cornelio, uh, Himmelberg. Yep. They've got some likable players. I, you know, and I know they're my arch rivals, but I respect them as rivals. And yeah. uh, but except for Toby, who yeah, look, and in all seriousness, he has to get at least like. At least four weeks, rest of the 100%. season. It's, oh, what? It's six weeks at grassroots. You can't say to grassroots, the AFL run the whole country of football. You can't say yes. to them. Okay. You can't touch okay. an umpire in the grassroots, but at AFL, but Toby Green can. And carry on, but carry on about, oh, it's a different rule oh. for Toby Green. Well, I'm sorry, Toby Green should not be in an incident every single week, and then we wouldn't have to have the same redundant conversation. Yes. Nemo. Guys, sorry. And this may be controversial. <laughs> And if you look back at that incident, I if the, if it was up to me, if I was the tribunal, the mm-hmm. AFL tribunal, I would be giving Matt Stevick two weeks <laughs> for that horrific attack on one of the stars of the competition. Oh, get stuffed. Matt Stevick, hey, don't tell me Stevick wasn't looking for a bit of contact there. Mate. Don't tell me Stevick wasn't I... getting up in his grill. 
I bring the jury's attention to actually my favourite part of the whole back and forth was uh, Stevic's reaction. So Toby bumps him and yeah. keeps walking. And if you see Stevic kind of goes, hey, like, like a bit like, you know, the nerdy guys in a 50s beach movie who yeah. has his like hot dog thrown into the grass by the big muscly bully. Hey. Like he doesn't like- want to, he's outraged. <laughs> But he doesn't actually want to antagonise Toby because he knows Toby will punch him in the face. He's like, it was like Marty McFly with the bully in Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> oh, no, he's George McFly. He's George McFly at the start. George McFly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, George McFly is playing for Freo. It's Rory Love. Anyway, yeah. um, but I just, yeah. It was so. It was a fantastic game. It was firecracker. And like, I, I get the argument that Toby Green is great um, for watching watchability factor. Because that is true. Like, there's always a drama, and so it's kind of interesting. But don't you think that if you were like the Giants coaching staff, and actually, I saw Stevie J go straight over to him after that incident and kind of like try and have a talk to him because you must just die a little bit inside every time something happens on the field where you go, No, he is such a good player for them. And yeah. he was in the team consistently. They'd be stuffed. I think Swamp, our friend, had a great um, stat about the, you know, Toby Green in finals, about the lines and the amount of games that he's missed in finals because he clearly gets revved up and just clearly is not at that stage in his maturity where he can disconnect, where he can't. Yeah, the only final where he hasn't been reported was the 2019 grand final, and that's because he didn't show up. Yeah. (laughs) Just looking up at my poster, glorious memories. Anyway. Um, why'd you have to talk but about can, that? you can be a player that antagonizes and still you know not cross the line I mean Papley just does that non-stop I love watching Papley my favorite uh, moment of this match was when uh, uh, Papley was you know getting into a bit of a uh, scrap and he's getting physical and puppy and Shane Mumford just appeared <laughs> and it was like a t-rex taking out the velociraptor <laughs> in Jurassic Park <laughs> and I think the same about um, Dane Zorko it's how Dane Zorko plays where he's always a bit on the edge but he seems to be able to pull himself back from a situation and then people were like I was just like Lockie Neal the other day Lockie Neal was like excuse me look at this which wasn't great either but if you think about let's get philosophical for a moment what's the purpose of punishment right when you talk about what's the purpose of like sending someone to jail if they to deter them to rehabilitate well there are three there are three reasons you send someone to jail (laughs) punish them yep Right, uh, to remove them from society mm-hmm. so they're not a risk to anyone else, mm-hmm. uh, and to rehabilitate them and deterrence and do a documentary oh, and as a deterrent. Okay, there's four reasons. So there's a reality TV show uh, <laughs> to, to to make a movie so they can dig their way out slowly over thirty years and inspire every AFL footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think it's in the interest of the game that Toby Green play next week? <laughs> No, it's oh, in the inter- interest of the right. game that kids do not emulate him. If, also, if, if th- think of this, Limo. If Laddie grows up to be a football umpire, and you know, considering he's grown up as a Hawthorne fan, that's probably likely they're his favourite team. <laughs> but say he becomes an umpire at a junior level, and then other kids uh, go up to him, and a free kick goes against them, and they they start shoving him because they think it's okay because they've seen AFL footballers get away with it. Uh, well, I would say uh, don't be like Matt Stevick and don't 
antagonise stars <laughs> of the game. Wow. This has become a very victim-blaming pod since I've been away. But anyway, <laughs> a lot of the um, footy players that are doing special comments clearly haven't been to local footy in a very long time or country footy, right, because it's fine to say, Toby Green wasn't going to punch Matt Stebbick in the face. He, he wasn't, right? It's a bump. It's arrogant, dismissive of that person. However, if you've been to country footy or if you've been to suburban footy, it's pretty rough still in a lot of yes. parts. And a lot oh, of people yeah. do not want to umpire in those competitions because it can be so aggressive and so intense. And if you see yeah. something on telly like anyone and you're like, well, Toby Green did it and everybody says he's an amazing star and a great person, then I, then why why don't I get to do that too to an umpire at a local level? And a, lo- and a local player might not have the same um, way of pulling themselves back from stuff as Toby mm. Green yeah. does. And so I just feel like you can't, you can't say, oh, here's our stance, umpire respect is the best thing ever, but not in this case. Yeah. So what are our predictions here? Predictions? Three weeks, I reckon. But I don't know. Three, Danny. Uh, yeah, rest of the season. Yeah. Two years to life for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to do solitary. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Actually, that was actually the, something that occurred to me in in junk time of of this match of like how, it, how you know it's a one point game and whatever. And whoever loses, not only is their season over, they have to return to Sydney. You're sending them to their oh, death. Yes, yes. Horrific. Horrible. Horrific. Um, I say, say I think. Go. The AFL will see sense and uh, Toby Green will get off with a fine. <laughs> and Matt Stevick. And he'll be clear to play this week. Matt Stevick will not umpire another game this season. Wow. <laughs> Ever again. They're going to they're bring in Laddie Lehman. <laughs> he, will, he will umpire the rest of the season. Oh, actually, I feel like if a little cute child was an umpire, it would have a positive effect on the ground. Like imagine if you went to get cross at Laddie. You'd be like, Oh, right. no, I've seen Lemo do it. It's pretty easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a father, I can tell you that it doesn't take much. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the uh, Saturday night game, shall we? So that's farewell to the Swans for yes. season 2021. Uh, they had no doubt at Mad Monday via Zoom today. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know from a Swans fan whether or not they count that as a win. I'm going to ask the same thing about Bombers. Like, no one expected the Swans to be in the finals this year. I can tell you, my my bombers supporting mate Casper, uh, we we had a chat a few days before, and he said, "This is a great final because we can't lose. If we if we get if we get thumped, doesn't matter. Yeah. We weren't even supposed to make finals. If we win, brilliant. Yeah. So I reckon, I reckon that goes stupid pragmatic pricks. <laughs> How annoying! Uh, Just hate it. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, Saturday. All night. right, D's v Lions. Okay, I want to point out uh, something that it seems there's a new uh, role in a footy cl- club, the designated singer. Uh, because I was watching the national anthem and they were scanning through all the players. No one was singing except for one player on each team. There was. It was. Uh, hang on, let us guess. Let us oh, guess. sure, sure, sure. Uh, okay, uh, for the D's. I think the singing player would have been uh, Jake Lever. Oh, no. I'm guessing the singing player for Melbourne was either Harms. It was Harms. Well done. Yes. I just knew it. What made you say that, Tess? It's got a vibe of like Australia Day about it, but like in a good way, in a healthy way. Healthy yeah. Country. Okay. Now, um, okay. All right. Who sang for Who sang for the Lions? Uh, Mitch Robinson. No. Uh, okay. I'm going to guess 
Oh, I feel it's actually I, I a quite a mild-mannered player. Oh, well, I feel a huge uh, amount of pressure on this moment. Yeah. Like, this is my Olympic moment. Yeah, okay. From two. Hugh McLuggage. No, nah, nah, Scottish suitcase. I would only sing Flower of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> like, big O? Not the big O, no. It's, it's a tough one. Marcus Adams, the defender. Oh, yeah, oh, I can see that. Right, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because he was called at the Bulldogs' dad. Oh, cute. Because even though he was 19, he looked 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, a, he's a unit too, isn't he? He's a, he, he's a great player. We miss him very much. So yeah. that was a great visual. And my other favourite visual was before the game before the game even started, just Zorko v. Gorn coin toss. Do you ever get a height differentiation in captains like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Danny, funny you should mention, our friend, Sir Swamp Thing, and Paddy, the baby, have both a great stat for you. So the 33... <laughs> The baby's fine. He's laughing like a jerk. This is who he is. It sounds like an evil budgerigar, like that's been possessed by a deadite. (laughs) Every time. Yay, yay. The 33-centimetre height difference between Max Gorn and Dane Zorko is the biggest between captains in an AFL-VFL final. The previous was 26 centimetres, and that was Stephen Kernahan and Tony Shaw in the 1988 qualifying final. So Great. what caught your eye? It's because it was history in the making. Oh, well, okay. Well, my other, the only other note I had, I can't remember which player it was, but did you see the player who managed to hit both posts no. in one kick? That was amazing. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Where's the stat on that, Swamp? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah, bounce back and hit the other post, yeah. Oh, that, I love that. That's magic. <laughs> That did make my seven-year-old cheer. <laughs> like, like he, we watched the one-point match and it was really exciting, but hitting both, he was like, hit the post. Oh, I did both posts! <laughs> yes! Yeah, good, good gear. I'm uh, disappointed but, it wasn't a better game, but it's like, yeah. you know, it wasn't a knockout final, so it doesn't really matter, but it just was like I had fun. to create my own fun. I'm just texting uh, every Melbourne fan I know halfway through the second quarter going, you got this. Libs off. This is locked in. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I I messaged uh, Titus O'Reilly. Yes, I did him too. Yeah, in the first quarter, about ten minutes into the game, and I said, in fact, I'll read my text out. Uh, so I text him and I said, Brisbane look off, you look on, McStay out, you'll win by seven goals. You heard it here first. Oh. Which he replies, Why would you say this? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me. He's clearly and just I got said, the same answer for everyone. And I replied with, I won't send any more texts. Enjoy the win with the Premiership <laughs> Cup emoji. <laughs> and then I text him after the game saying, Never in doubt. Oh. <laughs> um, it's too cruel. Anyway, too I sent seven goals. 42 points, they won by 33. You know, it was close. Yeah. The uh, the best response I got, I, you know, I was texting Rob Sitch. I was talk- texting my friend Adrian, who is who is mis- absolute Mr. Rage. Um, Broden Kelly from Auntie Donna, mm-hmm. a passionate Demons yes. fan. Uh, yes. I texted him. Uh, it was I can see the time, 8.30. <laughs> so we're in the second quarter here at the start. You've definitely won now. And he's, it's all caps. And and there's spelling mistakes, so he's clearly typed it very fast. <laughs> Just uh, STFU, you abstell. F- <laughs> <laughs> oh, clearly, <laughs> they're dealing with their success very well. It was. They're so close. I mean, it's just a cruel. They're so tantalisingly close to changing their narrative, but it also yeah. could still go so far. Because I remember 2018. It was bad. It was bad. Like mm. that. That old chestnut of. 
West Coast Eagles prelim. You don't have that anymore, though. They do look better than that year, but oh, yeah, I understand their hesitancy. Well, yeah. who's who's most likely to beat them in a prelim? Would it be GWS or Geelong? So, what side of the draw? Oh, Geelong, I reckon. Geelong. They'll, yeah. they'll have an after the kick probably, siren probably, again, and Max will miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they play a day game against Geelong and then, oh, look out. <laughs> a well-rested Geelong team. You'd- maybe GWS could, like, maybe they're just going to fire up and have, like, the romantic finals thing go through and they'll, like, they'll beat Melbourne in the prelim just like they beat Collingwood with really, you know, without Toby Green and they <laughs> come together and and they just pull off this miraculous win and then they win the grand final and Leon Cameron uh, takes off his Jock McHale medal and says, I'd like to invite Toby Green to the stand. And then Toby comes up and glasses him. <laughs> to the stand? Oh. <laughs> yeah, not the first time he's going to be called to the stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. You heard it here first. Wow. Well, uh, that's going to be an amazing tally. <laughs> uh, all right. But, uh, yeah, it was a good good win from Melbourne Lions. A bit disappointing. I felt like McStay going off early really ruined that balance as well. Do you yeah. feel like? It was hard. To, they just didn't couldn't cover that. The week before, you know, when Joe, Joey Jojo was up and about, they just looked so yeah. dominant. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. But I feel like on the on Saturday night they looked so vulnerable. But you can't. He, yeah. First week of finals in the non-knockout finals, we always make big calls about it. And then you're like, nah, we shouldn't make a big call because next week Brisbane might smash it. Sorry. Um, they, no, they won't. <laughs> Geelong <laughs> might smash it. And then we're having a different conversation next week. But they just look flat. No, you're exactly right with that, Tess. I remember in like the 2008 to 2010 years, dogs lost their first final mm. every every year, and they would win the semi final, and never convincingly. It was, I think, it was always against someone like Brisbane or Sydney at a half empty MCG, and we'd just, you know, win in an uninspiring way. Mm. But always the headlines would be, "The dogs are back, <laughs> ready for this prelim. Will they finally break the drought?" And I remember even then, you just going, "No, we're not. No, just no." Don't say anything. I feel like the Melbourne people, they just like should do what I did in 2017. Just just don't say anything. Don't change the path. Whatever you've been eating, keep eating it quietly. <laughs> Whatever you've been doing, just keep doing that. Whatever you ate during the game when you won, just keep eating that. I mean, you just don't change the path and you don't say anything and you don't enjoy it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only way. And look at me now. I'm not disappointed that I'm not in the finals because I never thought we'd be there. It's a kind of <laughs> Whoever said football was meant to be fun was an idiot. <laughs> no fun then. Be pain, pain, I'm pain, happy. followed by disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's have a look at the final game. Danny McGinley, your big win down in Tassie. Yes. Against the Bombers. Gee, they were... The bombers were average, weren't they? God, they weren't for the first half. They were so I had to. I this this was a game of two halves for me. And uh, <laughs> first half, I was stuck inside the studio at Channel Ten, having been paying attention, filming, only being able to look at the, my phone, uh, able to look at scores like every. 12 minutes or so. It's just really tense. And you're in WhatsApp group, so your phone is just buzzing nonstop like it's ringing. And then I, we finish filming like bang on halftime. I get home right for the start of the third quarter and it was very tense. Even And it was only like after the game that it occurred to me I didn't see Essendon score a single goal. Right, yeah. Oh. 
glorious. What a wonderful, what a wonderful <laughs> experience you had. I know it should have been. Yeah, it was. I, I relaxed uh, about halfway through the last quarter. Ah, uh, only just yeah, though. No, they did it. It was never in doubt. I don't no. think it was. I mean, the first like two goals were close, but I texted my friend Lockie, who's a Bombers fan, because my theory was that they'd still be stoked with just having been there at all, which I know is a real loser talk, but um, they were. It turns out I was right because it was like you know they didn't like they didn't think they'd make a final. It was a completely like you got he's got the reins for the first time. I love I love their coach because he came from Richmond, obviously, but um, I just feel like. I like them, and all year I couldn't help but like them. Sam Draper is, like, so fun to look at. Like, they're just an awesome young team, and even though I know they're meant to be Richmond's rivals, I can't help but be, like, but be quite fond of them. You can respect your rivals. And I was like, good for you guys. You're just coming back. Um, and then his theory was that dogs play Ballarat slash Launceston well, and I was like, they're quite different towns. <laughs> but yeah. um, I get the vibe. Like, you do play a kind of yeah. off-Broadway. It's actually only a... It's actually only our second over win at Launceston. Well, you know, Ballarat slash Launceston. Mm. <laughs> well, this is, I reckon this is finally we're getting, we've invested so much in playing games in Ballarat. This is where it had to pay off and it did. Totally. Do you know what I'm still <laughs> cross about? Um, this is a, I mean, we've been talking about how in lockdown we're kind of cross, cross about stuff that really doesn't matter. In 2016 mm-hmm. when you won the flag, so, you know, Western Bulldogs took away being Footscray Bulldogs became the Western Bulldogs. There's a lot of Bulldogs fans in Ballarat. So I was like, you know, at least if they reach out to Ballarat, that's good. Didn't bring the cup here. Well, I can. I know the lady who organised where the cup went and she would have sent it to Ballarat if it wasn't wanted by every single person in the Western suburbs. And it did. It went. It but did tours of have, hospitals, of folks' homes. But then don't have the partnership with Ballarat. Get stuffed. Give, give it to someone else or bring the cup here. That's my gripe. <laughs> Get stuffed. <laughs> Just wait your turn. We'll bring the cup up. It's on, it's on the V line. Yeah. It takes a really long time. We're in lockdown, okay? <laughs> Uh, You're not in our 5K. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Danny, how's your, how's your record up at the Gabba? Are you any chance this weekend? Um, look, we don't have a great record at the Gabba, um, but do you know what would be a great uh, – in the year 1999, which uh, if you talk to the Bulldogs players of that era, everyone talks about 97, you know, heartbreaking prelim. 98 got thumped in the prelim. 99 was actually the one – that the players lament the most because they were supposed to, we we went out in straight sets in uh, and we would we had a much better year than ninety seven and ninety eight uh, ladder position wise I think and uh, after we we lost the second game was to Brisbane at the Gabba this so this is ninety nine so this is them about to come really good so this is like Lynch is there uh, Scott brothers are probably just starting I guess Voss and Acker would be yeah Voss as well. And when they beat us, uh, Alistair Lynch did the choke to him. Ah, you guys choke all the time in finals, and it was heartbreaking. But if we beat them and they go out in straight sets again, I really hope we do a bit of choke action at them, <laughs> just for a bit of sweet vengeance. <laughs> except no one would, except yourself, would understand the reference. All the players would be like, "What's that all about?" That's no, weird. I think you'd, you'd have Tom, you know Tom Liberatore's dad would go, "Oh, that's right, I remember that." <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, Tom, yeah, I suppose we'd have to wait till after for my all. generation. Um, and it's been a heartbreaking weekend for people in Brisbane because uh, uh, if you go to the They Came to Play footy tipping, Mike from Brisbane has been uh, a winner for, for like, 
most of the year, but he's he's really uh, uh, not gone well on the weekend. I think he's dropped down to third. And I want to give a big shout out to uh, Fing, whose real name is Jojo. Uh, she is currently in top spot, but it is... It's really t- tense, so I hope everyone who's... And if you want to join the They Came to Play tipping, you can still do it. If you're... I mean, her current score is uh, 138. If you have more than 138, come in, win the comp. Sorry, I was like, hang on. Is this like a, one of those pub quizzes where they're like, right, the last round is worth 150 points? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's in it. Everyone's yeah. in it. That is so yeah, annoying. So I'm always going quite well in a quiz, and so it really gives me the ear. It's when they try and even it out. Anyway. Uh, I'm not going very well in the tipping at all. But, Danny, you looked good. Like, the dogs look, like, up and about. I feel like you could, you could do yeah, it. Yeah, dogs, dogs look great. Liver's back. Uh, I mean, the conditions were just perfect for Liver and McRae. So, yeah, we were all happy. Cody Waitman is just becoming our little Tom Papley, and I absolutely love that. He's, mm. a, he's a real firecracker. He's just got he, – he works off pure chi, uh, uh, to use the, the Chinese – all right, Danny, we get it. We get it. You love Cody Waitman. Yes. So good. He's a, always, he's a ripper. You always get a free kick if you get punched yeah. in the head. That's a rule. Anyway, okay. all right, play on. Yes, we all love him. Hey, now, uh, we've got to wrap this up, but have we got any listener mail, Danny? Yes. Our, our Irish friend, uh, uh, Germit, who's uh, part of the Patreons and everything, just wanted us to know that Conor McKenna, a uh, former Essendon player, has just played a blinder in the All-Ireland semi-final to put Tyrone into the final and now the grand final for them is Mayo versus Tyrone. And Mayo's uh, best player is a kid called, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, O'Sheen Mullen, who's apparently got several offers from AFL clubs. Yeah, right. But now I said, tell us about Mayo and Tyrone. Who should we be going for? And he's called out, Mayo have lost their last 10 All-Island final appearances. It's like what? 10 grand finals. Stretches back to 1951, includes five defeats in the last decade alone. Wow. Mostly losing to Dublin, but this year Dublin have fallen over and people are delighted because they've won eight of the last ten flags. So they're kind of like the Collingwood of that competition. Yeah. Now, the losing streak is called the Mayo Curse. The story is that when Mayo last won the All-Ireland final in 1951, they were travelling back home when they passed by a funeral and being too celebratory, they didn't pay their respects and the priest put a curse on them and the curse is that they'd never win an All-Ireland again until members of that team passed away. Two of them are still alive. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Now, Mayo finally defeated Dublin this year, and given that they're a tiny county with a population less than Ballarat, we couldn't begrudge enjoying their victory this year. Yeah, good That's stuff. Awesome. All on. Yeah. That's yeah. really fun. I love a curse. Yeah. It. It's not enough oh. curses at the moment. That's the point. Oh, no, there is. There's a brand new one, Tess, the, the Clarko curse. Ever since they got rid of Alistair Clarkson, Hawthorne have not won a final. Have <laughs> not won a game. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> They also true. haven't lost a game, but, you know. <laughs> well, actually, since Clarko was appointed at Hawthorne, Essendon haven't won a final. That's right. Oh, yeah, I was Excellent. worried about that. Excellent. So, you know, there's something in that. Um, all right, very good. Well, uh, Danny McGinley, uh, you'll have a tense week, no doubt. Yes. Um, um, a fair few of our line-supporting listeners are already sending me some shtick. And to them, I say... Yeah, I'm lonely, so please send it please. through. Uh, send it <laughs> through. Human contact, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and if you do want to join us as a Patreon, please uh, please oh, get yeah. involved. We would uh, really appreciate that support 
of this podcast. Our and Patreon we'll do- episodes are a lot of fun and they do get a lot more, uh, we get a lot more feedback on those than any of the others. And also we have T-shirts and join us on socials. Yeah. I did get a picture Indeed. of my parents wearing my T-shirt, our T-shirt. So yes. um, if my parents can wear them, you can too. If this baby can blow raspberries, you can too. I was even at one of if a few in New South Wales, as far as Armadale, Ooh. their T-shirts have gone. Yeah, there we go. Barnaby Joyce, I think, ordered one. Exactly. That's what we like to hear. Uh, Tess Armstrong, uh, Fun, thank you very much. And I still, um, my money's still on the tigers for the flag. <laughs> if fingers crossed, the season falls over at the last hurdle, and we're reigning <laughs> premiers again, baby. It will be you. Uh, thank you, Tess. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. Good luck with that no dead eye, Tess. <laughs> Go dogs. Go dogs.